And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. We are here for another guest speaker episode, or should I say speakers, because we have the entire Morningside Lane band with us today, an alt-rock group from New Jersey. So again, taking a step out of the Boston music scene yet again, and I'm so excited to have all these guys with us. We are joined here today by Mark Del Judas, Brandon Morelli, Frankie P., and Brandon Broderick. And I'm so excited to, to have all these guys on with us. And how are we doing, fellas? What's going on? Doing good, man. Thanks oh, for man. having us. Glad to hear, be here. So we'll start. So everyone can, uh, you know, kind of tell their role in the, uh, in the band. That'd be great. So Mark, maybe we'll start with you and go down the line. So we'll Mark, uh, Brian, Frank, and then uh, and Brandon. Uh, I'm a lead singer and guitar player for the band. Yeah, and I also, uh, I'm also from North Jersey. And I'm 29 years old. Yeah, um, I'm Brian. I play drums. I contribute backing vocals and um, a, a lot of the synth and keyboards that you hear on the album. And I am from Asbury Park, New Jersey, and I'm 30. All right, I, so I'm, I'm the oh. bass player and uh, backing vocals. And I'm from Central Jersey, which is right in the center of Jersey, Mark. Sorry, my Six Flags. <clears throat> I'm... Uh, lead guitarist and provide backing vocals and i live in heightstown new jersey which is also dead central perfect well again welcome guys to the show so glad to have all you guys here we haven't haven't had any uh quite this big of a zoom before so we'll see we'll see how this goes but i'm uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have uh i haven't really had any, again i haven't really had anybody from new jersey although i will say this we've had some uh, i don't know if you guys know all the band from uh you guys are familiar with them at all no no where are they from they are they're from jersey as well yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jay Sakong is his name. So that's really the only like local New Jersey, uh, New Jersey band I know that I'm familiar with. But like I said, I was really excited to uh, touch base with you guys. Really, you know, dive into your new album, which you guys just dropped. Uh, talk about the New Jersey scene, some of the stuff you're doing to kind of combat COVID and 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 really just the the lack of shows and all that going. So we got lots, a lot of bases to cover today. But cool. you know, I first wanted to get a, a, to touch upon. Uh, you know, how you guys really formed the band uh, in the in, really in the beginning, because, um, you know, I've noticed you guys have had, uh, you know, quite a bit of growth since your since your formation. I, I feel like you guys relatively about five years ago, you guys formed. Is that correct? Or is it was it even even longer than that? Well, I mean, there's been, you know, different types of lineups for the past uh, like nine or 10 years, uh, like till now. But um, we formed uh, last year. Uh, uh, yeah, last year, 2019 in April. And uh, we just, you know, we got together, we started, you know, learning how to play together, you know, because it's one thing to come together, but it's another thing how to really learn each other's, you know, way of playing, how to, how to be in sync with one another and all that, you know. So then, and we just went right into the studio to record the album last year in uh, June. We finished it in October of 2019. And then uh, things happened, man, <laughs> you know. COVID, COVID definitely happened. Yeah, sure. yeah that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's definitely been an, an unfortunate situation with, you know, everything going on with obviously how it's really, I mean, I, I personally feel like it's definitely exposed the music industry a little bit and shown that, you know, it's, it's, uh, you guys are very grossly underpaid as, as artists. And, uh, you know, it's really, the live shows are really what is kind of, you know, pushes, you know, the funds really for, for artists. So, and, and people don't really understand that. I mean, obviously merchandise plays a factor, but it's, you know, it's really the shows where a lot of that, that happens. So, um, Brian, where, what have you seen, uh, since, since COVID has hit, you know, how have you guys maybe tried to, uh, you know, transition and, and how, how does it kind of even, um, playing together? What's that, what's that like since, since COVID has kind of hit? Yeah. I mean, we, we had to take a little bit of time to not rehearse with each other, which was different because since we formed, uh, the four of us, uh, last year, we've been rehearsing steadily every single week. So there has been a week that, that's gone by where the four of us haven't been together and have been musical together. So we were able to grow the musicianship. We just didn't want to lose that. So that aside, the one big thing is we couldn't stop down as a band. We just, we couldn't stop our processes. We had too much momentum behind us. So we figured, what can we do during this downtime where we're forced into a downtime? And for us, it was learning everything that goes on behind the scenes and um really honing uh, honing a, a business mind uh with each other and that's really really um resulted in tremendous growth for us uh this year you know we've played probably two shows this year but they were great and we've had a lot of uh growth on uh like all of our platforms and on spotify and everything since releasing the album um and putting out the singles before the album dropped which was just last month so even before we had these songs out there's been growth uh through covid so it's been the coolest thing really <laughs> I, I, yeah i mean one of the things that was awesome kind of just piggybacking off of uh brian is that we kind of had to realize that you know we needed to you know, this was an opportunity for us to learn about each other off the stage, you know, with through playing so much, we've developed such a good chemistry on the stage that once we heard, you know, once everything got shut down, there's no live shows, we couldn't rehearse. We needed to kind of sit down and say, well, we have an album we're sitting on and we need to figure out when we're going to release it. And, you know, we need to understand at this point that we're doing this DIY at this point. So we kind of collected all our you know, experiences or skill sets kind of divvied out who had the strongest skill set in which sector of the industry. And then went from, went from it there with, instead of weekly rehearsals, it turned out to be weekly meetings, like weekly uh, virtual meetings. Yeah. I, I think that that's important, obviously this time, like, like same with our team, uh, you know, like we got, like we've been really been working remotely most of the time, like, you know, before COVID, we were having a lot of people in studio doing these. I mean, obviously, you guys probably wouldn't have. Well, maybe you would have. Maybe maybe flown to Massachusetts for a little uh, for a little session. No, I'm only kidding. But uh, no. like it's it's. I think everybody the adaptability part of it was really I think the biggest thing for for really. I mean, any any industry that you're in, um, especially with the music, uh, you know, the music industry. Really, the adaptability part was really I think the biggest biggest piece of this whole thing. Like, how are you going to continue? you know, to create music, to, to, to grow the, like really thinking about the band and really just, you know, you guys as artists, but thinking about it as, as a business, it's like, obviously, uh, you know, sometimes you don't want to probably think about it that way, but it really is in a sense. Right. So, um, you know, there's yeah. definitely a lot of, a lot of, a lot of factors that definitely go into that. Yeah. But we were also very, um, fortunate to be that we were still sitting on the album. That's another, just say that. we, we were sitting on it till uh, we were thinking like uh, 
like a March, April release, you know? And, you know, unfortunately by, you know, by March, we had to really just, you know, cool, cool the jets and figure out a plan and just wait, play the waiting game, but also work on being prepared because we, we didn't want to sit on the album for, for too long because it, it, I feel like it just kind of, something would have died down in a sense, in a way, even if you put it out, you know, I, it would have just been like, all right, here it is. And we didn't want to do that. And we really planned it out really well. And we, we, we came together real well for that. Awesome. So how did you, so how do you guys form as a whole? Before, I definitely want to talk about the album because that's definitely one of the big, big things yeah. you got drop the album. These are our years. I, I'm a big fan of it. Really, really enjoying it. But uh, how did you guys like meet? Like, how do you, do you guys know each other from like mutual? Do you guys meet over social media? Like, how did, how did that all kind of play out? Well, me and Brian kind of crossed paths with each other throughout the years because he was in a, in a band, uh, one of our, one of my friend's bands. And we kind of just kind of, you know, we would intersect in certain uh, venues or whatever. And then um, I, um, I, I reached out to him just to kind of drum for uh, one of like my side projects that I was doing. Cause like uh, Morningside was kind of, we were taking like a hiatus at the time in like 2016. So, and then we kind of came together and then that's when I started writing this album, like in 2017. So like the planets were kind of aligning and then, um, you know, we relaunched Morningside Lane and I found Frankie through uh, Facebook you know, believe it or not, you know, it's like, um, I reached out to him, like, listen, man, we're looking for a bass player. We're looking for a guitar player. I don't know if you want to hop on this and just kind of see where it goes. And we got into, uh, we, we started rehearsing and it, it was, the chemistry was there, like from like right off the bat. And then he knew Brendan, but Frankie, if go going a little bit more in depth with that, because it's like, a, you guys have a history there. It's like crazy. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I've, I worked with Brandon. Brandon is a, a guitar teacher at a company called Music and Arts. And I was the manager actually at that store for maybe like two months. I wasn't there very long <laughs> before I went back into teaching. And he was the teacher there. And he was like, you know, he, I knew how incredible of a player he was. You know, I knew he did a, you know, he did a lot of work, you know, he played for a lot of bands and artists and you know, he was always, he was like the in-demand guy, you know, in our area and even, you know, farther out. But when Mark was saying he was looking for a lead guitarist, I thought, man, if we can get Brandon, that it'd be insane. But like, he's like, he's always playing. He's always doing something, you know, but he's, he's insane. If we can get him, it'd be perfect. So it just turned out, Brandon, you know, Brandon, if you want to take over from here, because we originally were just going to get him for two gigs. And then all of a sudden this full spot opened up and I was like, you interested in this? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's one of those moments where the stars kind of aligned and uh, Frankie asked me at a time when I was kind of winding down with other projects and uh, I was kind of getting tired of the project, the other bands I was in, it was getting a little stale for me. And uh, you know, I was doing a lot of cover band stuff and I was kind of like getting really tired of doing that. Uh, just the grind of it. I wanted something fresh again. I wanted to write, you know, songs again with people. And uh, it just happened to be a perfect moment. And uh, I joined and like just a few practices in, it just clicked. Like, you know, it just, it just felt it right away that it just raised it, raised it, you know. Dude, it was so funny though, because when Frankie sent me like 
his Instagram, I saw his name. I was in my car, yo. So I don't know, like, there's this crazy ass billboard, bro. Like, and it says Brendan Broder Brendan J. Broderick, attorney of law. Dude, this thing is everywhere. I swear, it's such like, a Mike, it's literally everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. And it's it's big and it's like big black billboard with big white letters, dude. And like he sent me and I shouldn't have done it. I took I took a look at my phone <laughs> while I was driving, dude. So I see Brendan Broderick. I'm like, oh cool. And then also I look, I look up, there's the billboard. I'm like, oh. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. I'm like, dude, is he a lawyer? He's like, nah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that could have been that would have been crazy, but all right. It's pretty but, wild. Yeah, that that's like talk about the planet's It's a Twilight here. Zone thing, it really is. And I'm I'm sure you're Brendan's so tired of it. I'm sorry to even bring that up. Still, bro. Oh, I just it's just bizarre to me, man. I'm just like I'm I still trying to think of whether I'm still alive or not, or if this is some bizarro <laughs> universe and I'm still that I'm stuck in. Yeah, dude, you have like this crazy other there's this Brendan brother. We don't know him. He's like the great Gatsby. Like, is this actually like am I lost? Like we're all dead and like I just haven't realized it yet, you know. <laughs> Am I really Brendan Broderick? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. Brandon Broderick, the high, the highly coveted guitar player, and then also a lawyer on the set on the side, I guess. Right? You're just uh, you're just <laughs> guitar, guitar player, band. You, you do it all, bro. You're a lawyer. You know, you teach law. You just do it all. It's great. <laughs> and he's, he's going to get his uh, PhD right now, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no wonder why he was hard to get. Right? He's too busy, you know, getting that law degree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, no, we're, Is he, we're honored. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, like, that is that is crazy, though. Like, for you guys, I mean, I can feel your energy, like, virtual. Like, super cool wow. for me. Just all you guys kind of coming together. Like, it, it, I can feel that. So, it's, it really, I feel the chemistry. I'm sure it's even better live. Um, but for me, like, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's it's cliche. I hate I hate the phrase. But like, you know, things really do happen for a reason. And there's this yeah. certain divine intervention that like does happen sometimes. Like I've even had, I've had weird moments like that too. I won't, I won't go off on the tangent about mine, but like, you know, you have these weird signs where you're just like, oh, like this could be, this could be it. You know what I mean? Like it sounded like Brandon was in right about the time. Yeah. It's not like Brandon was like in right about the time where he was like kind of getting you know sick of what he was doing, and you guys really needed somebody that did what he, exactly what he did. So that's just that's just really really cool. I I dig that. And um, before Brandon, before you popped in here, uh, poor poor Brian and Mark had to hear about uh, you know Frankie and I's little uh, intervention slash TED talk about teaching and how that you know how hard horrible it is to teach during COVID because that's just just been awful so i did this question is more for frank and uh frank and brandon and then i definitely want to talk about the album but yeah. how's uh how's teaching music virtually i i need to know I mean, frank and i touched on it a little bit but i really need to know how this is going because <laughs> i'm trying to teach english virtually and in person and it sucks so i just want to know how is teaching music <laughs> um you want me to go first brandon you want to go yeah yeah you can take it you can take it all right so I mean, for me, I'm a, I'm an instrumental teacher, so um, at 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 a tra at Trenton um, at a Trenton Charter School called Foundation Academy, and I'm the strings teacher. So like doing this virtually, you know, the students can't the students don't have instruments at home. So doing my actual like you know orchestra job is kind of not possible. So I'm kind of making the curriculum up 
with my supervisor, like as we go like week to week and then just giving them, you know, hopefully things to kind of make them better in music theory, you know, in terms of like note reading and all that kind of stuff, hoping that, you know, they master those skills so that when they get to the instrument, it's easier, but like, it's tough, man. Like it's, it, it is, it is really tough. It's, it's teaching music without music. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, like that's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't think of it like that until like just. Yeah, I, I teach mainly guitar. I teach mainly guitar and it has, it, it hasn't been that bad. Um, except you're limited in terms of the people you can take because there's really an age cutoff. I felt with the virtual where it's like, if they're like younger than eight, it's like really, really difficult to actually teach somebody an instrument when they're, because already their attention span is like nothing. And then if you can't like physically move their fingers to the spots you need them to go and, you know, be there and actually like show them exactly what to do. It's just, it's really, they just, they don't know what, what you're talking about, you know? So it, it's, it's fine when you have people with some prior knowledge who maybe, you know, maybe they watch some YouTube videos before and they know a little bit of basics. Um, but for people that know nothing and they're just like a little kid and they want to just play Fortnite instead, it's, it's pretty impossible. Damn, yo. I, I, I can imagine that it is it is difficult and and with something so hands-on too you know what I mean like that is and that's I mean for me in essence of how I how I teach like my classroom like any of my old students will know this like I'm more of a hands-on person myself too when it comes to just but that's English right I mean that's and that's a subject where realistically you could do virtually right or you could do remotely however you want to put it so even that has its struggles so just with something that's you know obviously you know, trying to do something that hands-on remotely has to be a challenge. So I applaud both of you guys. And like, like I said to Frank, you keep fighting the good fight. Cause it's, you know, so there's a, there's a place, someplace in heaven for us somewhere. If you <laughs> <laughs> some paradise that we're going to be sent to for, for teaching, at least, at least that's the hope, right? That's what they tell us, but <laughs> you probably get like an extra drink or something, you know, like, like I an extra, so. like a shot of vodka or something. You know? Yeah, like, get a nice, like oh, a little yeah, raffle ticket. I'll have a raffle ticket. I'll, I'll take, I'll take a raffle ticket. I'll take a shot. Like I'll take whatever they give us. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like we're making it. You know, down here. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> a raffle ticket that'll let us wear. Uh, we'll have a jeans day every day of the week. <laughs> I, I was like, all right, the winner is zero one four. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, I've 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 reverted I've reverted to jeans day every day at this point. Honestly, you know what I mean. Like if you're making me come, I've, 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 like, I've reverted. I've reverted to to gym shorts day. <laughs> well, you're you're still virtual, so you can you know you can do that. That's that's no yes, one no one's got to see the bottoms, right? <laughs> I look ridiculous in the morning. I walk in, I walk into the room. I have gym shorts, a t-shirt. I throw my collared shirt on. I sit down. and I'm ready to go. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Great. Wow. Love it. Love to, love to be in Frankie P's uh, orchestra. That would be that would be something. I might have to jump into that Zoom at some point. Uh, I'll give you the link. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, who the hell is this guy? Um, so I do want to talk about obviously the album. These are our years, right? You guys just dropped that uh, right and toward tail end of the summer, right? Or was or, no, no September. When was when did September that drop? Fourth. So I mean, I like to think of it as the end of the summer. I don't, you know, I feel like it was definitely um, released at the right time during the. It's definitely an end of summer album. I feel yeah. it gives me that feel, you know. So I, we were lucky that we picked that date. Like I said, like the planets aligned again for us. Sure. 
No, I, it, it definitely even, it even has like a nice like fall feeling to it. Right. Like I really, I, yeah, I, I like did in between. Yeah. It sounded, it sounded really good for the time. I, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, it's great body of work for everybody that's listening. So our fans, if your eyes are unfamiliar with Morningside Lane, make sure you go check this album out. It's going to be linked in the description. It's out on all streaming platforms. Like I said, we'll definitely link that in the description for you guys uh, to go check out after this. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll bring this to, to Brian first and kind of go through all you guys and uh, you guys can add in whatever, whatever you want. But uh, you know, so what was like the, it sounds like you guys recorded this obviously pre COVID, but so what was the, um, the recording and creative process like because it sounds like this is the first time that you guys all recorded something together so what was that what was that process like you know um you know just recording the album as a, as a whole it was honestly um it, it was pretty surreal uh in the best way i mean really we, we went to um this incredible studio lake house uh, recording studios in asbury park so you know we were all we were all home we worked with an amazing production team uh john Liedersdorf from lake house also tim Pinella, who engineered it and we kind of made it uh a bit collaborative i mean we you know mark had the songs we had the songs in but a lot of them they helped us kind of rearrange maybe rewrite some lyrics um to kind of bring the best out of everything and you know that's that's difficult for for an artist or for a musician because you're unlearning what you thought you already knew so already you kind of have to humble yourself and it's the best thing it's the best thing i i recommend every musician and artist go through that sort of process because you're really going to find out where your songs can shine um so there was that but also there was the added challenge of bringing two new members into the studio with us to record songs that were already written you know for the most part before they had joined so we're like hey you guys are in for two months awesome big ask okay <laughs> need, a, need a huge favor from you will you record this album with us and um <laughs> There were times where I was nervous that like maybe Frank or Brandon would be disillusioned with like the way that the songs have changed. I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna leave, you know, but- Oh, you gotta say uh, the story. You know which one. Oh, you, well, that, that's yours to tell, man, really. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> so there, yeah, there was one day where, where I'm coming, like we, it was nice to be able to like learn, get like my bass parts down and things like that. Now that we're in the studio, cause I like having things like set. Like I, I want, you know, I never want to mess around with a bass part. Like whatever the bass part is, that's what it is. So we were, there's, you know, the, the song on the album, My Only Curse used to be a completely different song than it is on the record. It used to be this like hard rock, like driving, you know, kind of, you know, yeah, a lot more hard rock than it is. And yeah, we I remember I, I had to get off of work and go to the studio. I was getting there a little bit late just to go down and record some of my bass parts. So I got into the studio and I'm hearing this like vibe, which was my only curse. And I'm hearing this vibe and Brian comes up to me and he's just like, we, you know, this song got changed a lot. And I was like, what song is this? And, then, and I started hearing the lyrics and I was like, what? And it was something completely different. So it's like I was going to the studio to record you know, all these parts. And then all of a sudden again, the suit, it's a completely different song, you know, so that it, like Brian said, it really humbles you because you want to play the best you could possibly be. And John at Lake house just pushed us to that. So, and you want to be good for that. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, as, as a teacher, you know, you want to, 
you know, as a student, you want to try and, you know, make your teacher proud. So that was kind of like what it was in a certain way, because you know how awesome John was. So you just want to play good for him. You want, if he asked something like, let's you know, show him we could do it. Yeah. Well, to go, and this is for, oh, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is only a quick interjection, um, really only for people who are watching this, you know, this podcast right now, because it's a visual thing. But Frankie nailed the hand, like the, I have to tell you something hand that I do, like, Oh, buddy, listen, <laughs> you nailed it. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. No, that's a, that's awesome. Like in in terms of um, you know, like like obviously bringing in Frank and and bringing in and bringing in Brandon, like like Brian, like you said, like you don't really know how that's gonna mesh because you guys haven't really done it together yet. And 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 it's interesting because like I mean I, I hate to keep relating it to teaching, but like it's like you know when you you know are dealing with with kids that you know that haven't work together it's really like a skill that they learn in school right like it's like how do I work collaboratively with other people right no matter who is in the room with me so that's oftentimes like I think the biggest challenge for really anybody and then that's like a skill that we hope that we can kind of give kids as they go on into the real world so it sounds like you guys kind of had at least some skills in, in, in terms of how to actually like work together and, and craft a what I think ended up being a really great end product. And it sounds like you guys are getting really good reception from too, which is, which is, I know that's not why you're doing it partly, but it has to be some kind of, it has to be a redeeming thing, right? To, to kind of hear the, to hear the good reception potentially. Yeah. I, I mean, Go ahead, really, can, do you mind if I take this one really quick? Thanks. Super quick. I, I think that it's even more redeeming and, you know, kind of um, validating now especially during this COVID stuff, because, you know, nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, when you put out a record, you're going to play some shows. <laughs> so the fact that that's not happening, you know, there, there are times where you kind of feel like, all right, we just put out this, you know, this music. The only thing we really have to go off of is our marketing. That's it. We can't play shows. You know, we have, you know, we did a couple live streams, of course, but I mean, it's not live shows. You know what I mean? That's, you know, that's, our live shows are completely different than, you know, the things on our record. We have, you know, such good stage chemistry. So being able to get this feedback and great feedback that we've been getting for the album has been really validating, especially with the times that it's we're in. Yeah. For sure. no. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Well, when we went into the studio, we only played two shows together. That was it. <laughs> so by the time we went in, we were, we weren't really there. We didn't. We weren't really there, like sound-wise, with our current sound. We just didn't have it yet until we recorded the album. Until you know, the producer John and the engineer Tim just said, "No, don't strum it like that. You got to strum it. You know, like just different types of of you know." different types of techniques of strumming, different types of um, dynamics, you know, we, cause we were dialed to 12, you know, during that time. And then we really learned how to figure out like what works in a song at, during this time, where should this be? It was something, I, I was kind of waiting for that for the, my entire life of being a musician. I've been waiting for someone to be like, nah, man, I don't like that, do it like this because before it was like just okay you hit record and there's the album and I, I i don't at some point i wanted to stop working like that because i i was like all right so there's somebody out there that knows more than me or us so i was like i kind of want somebody to wrap their arms around this and you know 
help us guide us through the woods. That's, that really is a, a great sentiment there. It's like, no matter where you're at, like you can always get better. You can always improve. You haven't quite mastered anything. Like, like exactly like anything you're doing, it, you can always improve and you can always get better. And that, that constructive criticism is always so important to take. Like I, that is, that is the biggest thing I think for anybody, you know, trying to perfect a craft or, or, or get better at something like, you know, there is like, like with my producer, for example, like, like I always know my producer, Sam, shout out, Sam. He always will be honest with me about, you know, how a podcast potentially went or how I recorded it. Right. He's like, Hey, I love when you ask this question, but you cut him off too quickly. Like you didn't allow him to elaborate, like, like make sure you don't do that next time. Or, you know, you, you, you went on to the question, next question too, too quick, like, or, or, or whatever it is, right. Like he always has a good, um, cause he looks at it from like a, a viewer's perspective. So it's really like when you have people in the room like that, that will humble you and help you to really get to that next level. That's important. And, and like I said, I mean, I, I, I believe you because I can hear it in the, I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard too, too much of your old stuff, but I can hear it from obviously you guys as a collective though, this is really your only body of work as a whole, but you know, it's, it's really great to know that, you know, you guys had people like that in, in your corner that were kind of giving you that, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're doing your, um, you know, you're making your creative process, you're doing it the way that you want it to do it. But that feedback is always good to hear every once in a while, you know? Yeah, because it's these little, it's these little things that you can do that just go a long way. And that will make you that will just kind of make a song like little like these little things that could just take the song to another level. So why would you want to cut that? Why would you want to throw that away? That's that that's where you don't progress. That's where you don't, you know, step up as a musician. My, I, so my, uh, my next question, I was curious. So what was the biggest challenge for like, maybe each of you kind of giving me a tidbit about this, like, what was the biggest challenge in creating the album maybe aside from obviously the fact that you guys you know obviously hadn't all played it together or anything like that only had a couple of shows together but for you for maybe for each of you personally like what was the biggest hurdle that you had or or even like the biggest growing uh moment since we're kind of on this on this subject like what was the biggest growth moment maybe you had as a as a, personally as as a musician or or really the band as a whole so maybe start with mark and then we'll go frank and uh and then and then uh brian uh waiting that was the biggest one for me because we, I started writing this in 2017 before I knew Frank and Brendan. And, you know, I was, the more, the more songs that came in, the more excited I got, you know? So it was like more and more, just like, when, when are we going to get this thing going? You know, when are we going to start? Because there were just a bunch of roadblocks, not like crazy road, but, but enough to, you know, you know, stop us in our tracks and all that stuff. So, the biggest thing for me was waiting for me one of the biggest challenges was to you know being new to the band at the time when we came into the studio i think the biggest challenge was making sure that i was going to be happy with the parts that i play you know it's one thing to you know get into a band and and you're you're new and you're writing an album but getting into a band and you're new and you're recording an album that stuff's going to stay on tape forever so my, my biggest thing was making sure that I was working my butt off and working with Mark and, and Brian and figure out what Brian was doing on drums. What Mark wanted to hear from bass and really just spend hours just trying to figure out each song because I wanted to make sure 
you know, that down the line when we, when I listened to these songs that it wasn't like, man, I could have done so many other things than what I did, but because I didn't have the time, I didn't want the excuse to be, I didn't have the time. So I couldn't put, you know, the bass parts I wanted in. So that was my biggest challenge, making sure that my parts were what I wanted to and listening back to it years from now, being like, yep, that's what was supposed to be on the record. Yeah. And uh, as a drummer, I learned how to build a beat. Um, I don't think there's an, enough em emphasis sometimes in building a beat. You know, any drummer can sit down, play a beat. And that's how I thought albums were recorded. I mean, that's how I always recorded. You just sit down, play the song front to back, and then, you know, people are happy or they're not. And um, this was different. This I had to learn how to build a beat because with Lake House's guidance, we didn't just want to sound like any other alt-rock band um, because we wanted to really tap into that pop sensibility that we all love and, and have. So it's like, okay, take out all the rock elements of drumming and build from the ground up. You can record a track, um, just kick and snare, and keep it super minimal, and then overdub later with fills or maybe cymbals or other things. So it's like layers on top of layers on top of layers. And so now, and we don't want to get too far ahead, but we're, we're writing the subsequent release um, right now. And I'm thinking about this like, okay, how would I layer the percussion? You know, How do I make something interesting as opposed to just sounding like a rock drummer? cool but like there are a million rock drummers in the world so it's like how do you make this sound on record uh different and unique yeah oh, I, I you know i think that that's great i i think all you guys you know like i said you had a a part to play in this and it sounds like you guys all really took it seriously and really like took ownership of it you know what i mean even if it wasn't like obviously like like you frank you know saying that like, this is not something like i didn't write any of this music but it was like a, a, a way like how do i still put my my imprint on this just even though it wasn't like it wasn't what i wrote necessarily right and that again it, i think it really i think took a lot of hum, humble uh humbleness from all of you guys to make this happen so i i definitely applaud all you guys for sure on this it's it's and like i said it's 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 a really really great project i i really like it um it's a sound that, yeah, like, so I, I was actually kind of curious because you guys obviously probably, um, I know you guys kind of um, say it's like alt rock. Um, I, I hear a lot. I hear like, I definitely hear pop. I definitely hear a little indie as well. Um, I definitely hear a little bit of even, um, even a little, uh, little tiny bit of jazz even. It's potentially country even. You guys, a little bit of influences from a lot, a lot of different places. And, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, really my favorite song might actually be the title track, believe it or not. I, I, I thought that that's, that's the one I, I find myself playing the most uh, again and again, but um, I, I just, I just love the, uh, I love Brandon's guitar. I know Brandon, he jumped out of here a little bit earlier, but <laughs> probably coming back soon, but I loved his guitar chords on that song. Particularly. I thought it was just beautifully played and Mark, your vocals really were passionate. And, and, and like I said, so I really just, you guys did such a good job as, as a whole in the project, but, um, the title track was definitely one of my favorites. I was, I was curious as though as, uh, which, which each of you, uh, you know, what's your, what's your favorite track on the album and, and, and potentially, potentially why? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with, um, right now it's summer wind, but, uh, under the notion when we got that, because we had a version, like, like we said, when we went in to the studio at first, we had these versions, we had these like, you know, alternate versions of, of the songs. And when we, 
when the producer got his hands around that, when John got his hands around that, when we finished it, I was like, nothing makes me feel more legit than this one. I'm like, this is like, I'm, I, I felt really proud when I, when I heard it. Cause I, when I got the mix, I was in my driveway and I put it on in my car and I'm like, when it ended, I was like, whoa, man, that, that, I want, like, we wanted to go to the next level. And, and like, we went to the next level with this song. That's how I feel. So. I'd probably go with, um, I really have to go with two of them, uh, Glass Skin and, and Lucky. Um, both of those, Mark showed me, you know, the, the first ideas years ago. And when he first showed me those songs, I was like, I know exactly how they have to sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, coming out through production and and synth they're both big keyboard songs you know along with the rest of the band and everything you bring guitars and bass and drums into it it's really really cool tied together with a great vocal and so like those are two songs that came out exactly uh selfishly as i was hoping and and, and um i'm i'm so happy about both those and um yeah those are my favorites wow. Last last skin is actually the one that I chose for the uh, for the for our playlist when it came yeah. out. I even though I liked these are years better, I was like glass skin might be the one that people might like. I always try to look at it from like, okay, I know that this is my favorite song, but what might be like the one that like fans and and audience might enjoy. So that glass skin was the one that I ended up choosing for that. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad someone. Said that. Uh, Frank, what about you? Oof, I feel like this changes on a weekly basis. Sure, um, it, it, it could be different next week. That's worse. I'm I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go for my my favorite one. Oof, I'm I'm probably I'm probably gonna have to go video. And I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go video. I love that song. I think Mark did an incredible job in terms of the lyrics of it and how it like tells a story. I think I always I always tell him. I said his vibrato on like in the bridge like when how his voice gets that crazy emotional vibrato is just uh, that, that's my favorite song on on the record probably just because of the emotion that you can hear in his voice and the story it tells yeah i did notice i, I, I was going to mention that too like your your emotion i think frank hit on the head perfectly with that with your with your voice and the emotion because even again on us i hate to go back to this one song but the song like these are our years i felt like it was one of those things where it was you, you, at least what I kind of got from it was like, you know, this is like to, to be here, be in the now, right. To like, just enjoy the moment. And, and, and it really sounded like a reflection of you guys, like I said, just kind of enjoying the creation of this album, being in the moment with the whole thing. And, and I guess I just, I think there's so many different elements and, and ways that you can kind of interpret that based upon who you are, if you listen to it. So I think that, you know, you, you definitely, I can tell in your, in your songwriting structure and, and, and the way in which you wrote a lot of these songs that you really poured your heart into it. And just you even talking about it, I, I can see the, the, the light on your face. So it's just, it's, it's really, really a great, beautiful thing just to see that you, uh, you know, that you were able to put so much of, of, of you and just like your, your ideas and your thoughts into these, these, these songs. It's, it's really, it's, it's eye-opening for sure. Thank you, man. Because like when um, we, we learned something from this album. We, it taught us something, you know, the process, the, the, I guess the struggle, you know, of the process, but you know, the reward after, after the process too, you know? So yeah, cause we were all at certain points in our life where we were doing it. So we kind of, it was there with us at that moment. 
you know? So it was just kind of like a crutch, I guess, or maybe like a, like a, something that's, that's saving us at that moment. That's how I like to look at it. I love it. Yeah. So, like I said, guys, the, it is linked in the description. Make sure you guys go check it out. Actually. Um, all right. So if, if, if I could play a clip, Oh, you know, we'll do, can we do under the notion since you guys got a music video off for that? If I play a little clip of the music video in, in yeah, this, uh, what is, that, is that cool? Does that work? Sure. Yeah, bro. Oh. Definitely. All right. So we'll take a quick break and, uh, here is under the notion by nice. morning. Under the Notion by Morningside Lane. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, go check out the album. It's 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 a good one for sure. Uh, I definitely want to touch base with you guys on your live stream performances. So again, this is another thing for our fans. If you guys like that song, you, you know, obviously listen to the album. If you like the album, these guys got some live streams coming up pretty soon. And uh, they've done a few already. So I was just kind of curious, Mark, I'll start with you. Um, what was your you know idea behind doing the live streams? I know that's kind of a big thing for people right now. But, um, you know, how has that process kind of been and, um, you know, really the execution part? Because I think that when I when we talk, when we're talking about live streams in these days, I think that that is the biggest hurdle for people is the execution part of it. So maybe what's been, again, like another hurdle there and then maybe what's what have you found success with in, in terms of the, the live streams? Well, this was originally well, Brendan's the one that really is making this happen. He um, he's really good with this kind of with this side of the, uh, you know, of the bit, I, I guess we can call it a business, right? Um, so we did our first live stream back in, what was it? It was March, right? Yeah, it was March. And it, yeah, was, it was, it was like two, it was like three days after the lockdown started. Yeah, man. And I still think that was one of the most important things that we ever did. 
because we we didn't expect to have like such a reception like that and we were one of i guess one of the first ones that had a fully produced live stream because everyone was kind of doing it with their phones and you know at that time at the time it was like you know people were taking what they could get so we kind of and we did it on a i believe it was a sunday right i think we did yeah yeah we did it on it was a sunday afternoon yeah it was a sunday afternoon and we were just um we were like like i said like we were lucky that we had all the planets in line for it and brendan kind of came up with this idea of doing a full a full live stream and you know we put like we put it out and the views were out of control i didn't expect that many views we got like 25k views from that thing and um so and then then it went into shutdown, like complete shutdown, because that that's when it was kind of like happening. Everyone was like, OK, we're going to shut down. And I think the next day, you know, Jersey got shut down. And then um, for the live stream and then it was also Brendan's idea for the live stream when our album dropped the same day. And then it was also his idea to do it once every, <laughs> once a month. So this is all Brendan, man. Damn. Like, I didn't want, like, imagine if I, like, just said, like, yeah, this was all me, bro. Like, oh, my God. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. But, yes, I, I'll, can, yeah, go ahead. I, can, I can piggyback off that because it's also, like, you know, you talked about a lot, Mike, about execution. Because anyone could do these live streams. You know what I mean? It's so accessible. Every social media platform has um, an avenue to do lives, you know, to go live. Um one of the things that when we, you know, because really when, the, when we first did the live stream, when quarantine hit, we were supposed to play a gig that Friday night. We were supposed to be up in New York and it got canceled and we were pretty bummed about it. And, you know, it, this, the live stream that Brandon had the idea of to do that following Sunday was just kind of like, you know, we had a lot of people coming to see the show, you know, let's give them at least something. So there was that. And then once the album came out, we kind of figured we need to do something to, you know, we're not still not having shows. We can't have a giant album release party. So what are we going to do? Let's do another live stream. So Brandon had that great idea. And then we had a band also that opened for us who, you know, has some history with Morningside Lane. But so we knew them a little bit and we're, you know, it was easy to work with them and they opened for us. And then we went on. But in terms of execution, we kind of we're very fortunate that, you know, the four of us have a lot of sound um, experience. Um, You know, Brandon and I do a lot with sound engineering and, you know, Brian's a lot in that field. You know, Mark has his, you know, his thing. You're learning. You're learning. I'm sorry. It's all all those guys. It's like I I just showed up and sang. That's all I did. Yeah. (laughs) But we're very fortunate to have that because we don't just set up our phone and, you know, it's not just the whole thing of just let's find the right camera angle. You know, we go to our rehearsal studio and, you know, me and Brandon, you know, we hook our phones up to the mixing board, which has the video. And, you know, we kind of make sure that everything's mic'd, everything sounds good. There's sound checks on sound checks on sound checks on sound checks, even a dress rehearsal we had for the, the album uh, live stream. So there's a lot that goes into it, especially to make sure that it's watchable. You know what I mean? anyone could throw their phone up but if it sounds like you know sounds like mud and all you hear is like you know just these distorted speakers no one's gonna watch it that's that's cool like cool man you're doing a live stream but at the same time you've got to make sure that people are gonna stay in and watch yeah oh absolutely because even like some of my favorite artists like big name artists too when they did some live streams it was like 
it, it, you you could just tell they were just playing from like a living room and it was through like a phone or at the very least like maybe through a computer like hooked up to a phone or something like that but it wasn't really like this big production i know that there is a way obviously because like you guys did it it's some some other uh groups i know that that have done it as well and even for um a podcast that i jumped on from a, a miami podcast that i was a guest on like they had all you know they had a big production behind them so like it's 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 doable but if you're going to do it the right way or the, or the really the, not the right way, but the best way, you know, it's really, it really is to get that quality sound that you just, you can't get on the phone. Right. It's like, and how do you, how do you replicate like being at a show the the, the knocking speakers and, and, and barely being able to hear when you're walking out, like all the, the energy of the crowd, like, how, like it's a tough thing. It's not easy. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing because it's, you know, the the most important when you're at a show, you know, you're dancing, you're, you know, you're vibing the music, you're feeling the bass, you're feeling the drums, you know, kind of rock the floor and, you, and you're grooving. When you're doing a live stream, the main goal is to for people to hear your music, you know, to hear the product that you have. So what's the most important thing? It's vocals, you know, obviously, so that they can hear if no one's going to tune into anything, if they can't hear the vocals, um, it, you know, obviously, if you have a singer, but you need to then also see if you can have, hold that support, the drum miking, and that's a whole separate issue, you know. And that's why me and Brandon are very fortunate to know the sound engineering aspect to know, all right, how we're going to mic this drum set, you know, what are, what are the techniques that we can use because we didn't have a lot of microphones accessible to us. We were working with two mics, so those videos that you hear, the videos that you hear, the live streams that you hear, there's only two mics on Brian's kit. We, we were kind of proud of ourselves with that one. Go ahead, Brian. With, with limited resources, we're still a team of perfectionists, really. You know, we really wanted to put out a quality product that people can watch and enjoy. And the four of us, we still have that same energy, you know. So that my, I think my, one of my biggest complaints in watching other live streams from, you know, bands I love, um, national acts, even is that they're on and they're they're looking dead you know they're like oh there's no crowd here you know that you could see you could see that they're uninterested it's like no we we're still us um you know even if there wasn't a phone set up we still have that energy so it's like we really want to convey that because that that is the spirit of our live show no i i think you for you guys to put that much thought into it right because like i said any like i think frank said this like anybody can just throw the phone on right throw it on a tripod and, and start playing something but there's so much more that comes into you know really making the product what you know what what you and again replicating it as best as you can and that's a challenge it's not an easy feat whatsoever but that is kind of in essence the goal right to 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 get it to be as about as close as you could be to being at a show without really being at one so you know definitely definitely not an easy task um, I'm, I'm glad you guys figured out ways to do it and that you guys had you know lucky to have probably probably a good thing you guys got frank and uh frank and brandon on board huh uh, brian 100 i'm a lucky guy <laughs> hey no you, you all had a role though and I, I think that's so cool like you guys all understand your role like i think that that can be i know frank you even mentioned that too like earlier in the um in the podcast you were saying like you know what was my role gonna be and then you know that's that is a a, a thought that would go into your head when you're in, in a group and you know if you guys to kind of be able to you know 
not only have that role, but be able to execute it and, and just really to, to, to feel a part of it. It's, it's really important. And, and, and I, I'm sure your fans were enjoying it. It sounds like you guys got good reception from it, having 25,000 people on it and things like that. That's, that's fantastic. Um, and what do you, do you guys have any dates for upcoming ones or is that just something you guys are going to be announcing on the, uh, on the fly on social media? Well, the first one we're doing is October 28th. And um, I think uh, we're going to do November 16th. Yeah, we, we announced like a string of dates up until uh, January. And we'll see yeah. where we are at that point. And I'm sure that we'll probably do a few more. We're going to be doing them until shows come back. That That's just a no-brainer, I, I really feel. So, yeah. So. Yeah. And especially if you guys have the wherewithal to do it, right? Like at this point, you're kind of getting probably, and I'm sure everyone you do is a little bit, not obviously probably doesn't come out with it, come, not come with its hurdles, but I'm sure everyone you do, you kind of get a better feel of how to best operate it and things like that. Yeah. It's like they, every time uh, yeah. the past three, I think the past two we did, like Frank and Brendan were like, okay, we're going to do it this way next time. I'm like, damn, yo. I was like, okay, cool. I show up and sing, right? That's that. That's my. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, man. You know, <laughs> I'll carry some stuff. You know. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, no, yeah. <laughs> I'll carry some stuff. I love that. Just don't uh, make me tangle wires. But that's that's <laughs> also the thing. Like, not to not. I'm. I don't want to try to change the subject. It's not really change the subject. But that's what makes us work so well is that we know each other's and and you know not to bring it back but we know each other's strengths and we respect those strengths mm. and i think that's why we work so well you know mark like it's not like you know it's it's yeah it's like that you know he makes it a joke like he doesn't know sound and yeah we we do know a little bit more than mark but like what makes us work is that he knows that respects it and trusts you know and that's the big thing we have a lot of trust that we know each other's skill set and we're gonna do a good job you know what i mean like he it's it's never really a worry for him and it's never really a worry for me when it comes to brandon's skill set or brian's or you know mark's or anything like that and i think that's why it, this quarantine has made us learn that about each other because you know like i said learn about each other off stage we've gained a lot of trust with these other skill sets off the stage yeah, yeah. love that go back I'm sorry, yeah, we had to cultivate all of our, you know, COVID roles. Uh, we had to understand what was going on behind the scenes. And then in doing that, we found that with all four of our backgrounds, um, education in the industry and, and personal experience and job experience, that with all of our skill set combined, we can kind of function as a small record label even, you know? Um, putting it there uh we know who's good at pr we know that frankie's a, a nut at spotify and knows all that brandon's got an incredible business mind that makes my head spin mark is awesome at reaching out to people he's a great social media presence also all four of us can do social media so it's like we we're like oh shit, yeah, we're, we're kind of tight at this like this is all right you know yeah and it, it and it's a good thing that like not that not the fact that everything got shut down but it's a good thing that we you know we didn't lie we didn't lay down you know what i mean so it's yep. like we didn't like just oh god okay everything's ruined we we stepped up so I'm, I'm really 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 happy about that yeah no that is that is the big thing right because like i people and many people have i talked i've talked to like obviously like, like there's there's no way around how 
you know, horrible this whole thing has been for in so many different ways. Like we obviously aren't, aren't, aren't suggesting that it hasn't been, but you know, I've even said the same thing where it was like, you know, I was really, I had just built this studio and I had just starting, ha started having people in here and then COVID hit. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, how am I supposed to do that? So it was like, a, it was a transition period for me too, to figure it out. But the beautiful thing is, is that I don't know if I would be sitting here interviewing you guys today had COVID not happened because I started actually doing them over Zoom, was able to actually get some incorporate video, which I'd been really trying to do for a while. And again, it was like, I hate to kind of keep, I've said this on a bunch of different episodes, but adaptability. And I love what you said too, Mark, about like, not laying down, right? You like ref, ref, the refusal to just say, okay, we'll just wait this thing out. Because if you wait this thing out, right? Any, everybody else is going, is going to be continuously moving and attacking this. And then you're behind when everything opens back up, you know what I'm saying? So like, and we don't know when that's going to be like, who knows? So it's just one of those things where like, you just gotta, you gotta keep pushing, you gotta figure it out. If, if you really love it and you're really passionate about it, my, my thought, my rule of thumb is like, you're, you're going to find a way. And it sounds like you guys found a way, I mean, despite it. So, yeah, I mean, we found a way because we love it so much because like we didn't, we had so much that we were sitting on. It would have been a shame to really just, mm. all right, let's wait and not do anything. I, I feel, if, I feel just like w waiting for something. It just doesn't come with, if, if you're just putting your, you know, your faith in, like put your faith in something, but you know, take action. Mm -hmm. You know, the other, the other thing too, is that I, I think we, we haven't really touched on this yet. And I think it's super important right now with where our conversation is right now. We had to have a very serious conversation about, um, you know, doing this and releasing this album, you know, because the whole plan, you know, before this whole COVID stuff, the whole, the plan was to bring it out to labels and, and kind of pitch it out and submit it to labels. And, we had a couple hits here and there, but, you know, ultimately it just wasn't the right fit for us. But then it got to the point once COVID hit that we were kind of like, we, you know, we can't release it when we wanted to. We need to figure out how we're going to do this. And it looks like nothing's going to pick us up right now during COVID and we need to release a record. So we had to have a very serious conversation that like, we're going to have to do this DIY. And I think Brian was one of the biggest people to kind of direct that conversation because you know he's he was very you know all of us have done DIY but none of us have done DIY like we are doing now right. but Brian has had a lot of experience in that working with a lot of bands and artists as do I and Brandon and Mark but you know we have to have that serious conversation that this is what it's going to entail and this is the kind of work that we're going to have to do we're going to have to eat sleep and breathe this and if we want to do this DIY then it's got to be really DIY like we got to operate as Brian said before like a record label yeah the um notion from that pretty much came from all of our backgrounds doing DIY but like personally my goodness I've, I've just been in so many DIY bands in New Jersey since I was 13 I mean I'm 30 right now you know so we, we've all just been doing this and personally I have been in projects and I've fallen on my face eight million times so when the idea for DIY came up for this album specifically <laughs> I was like guys listen <laughs> we're not going to repeat anything you know and um 
we really wanted to make this uh, special and, and create our own launch. And thankfully, with the technology that we have right now, we were able to do that. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. And the, the guys, like I said, the product has definitely shows. And like I said, your energy is, is definitely palpable. And I just want to congratulate you guys because you guys really have, I think, a good thing rolling. And, you know, it was like, as Mark said, you you guys refused to lay down and, and, and Brian, it sounds like, you know, you were a catalyst in, in getting it, at least the ball rolling on that, right? Like having that conversation and that's so important. And these are, those are probably the difficult conversations. I'm sure it wasn't always easy. I'm sure you guys always weren't synonymous and you're in agreeing upon everything is my assumption, but it's, it's really like, you know, it, it, it's, it's important that you guys found the direction and, and you're doing it. And, and like I said, I just want to congratulate all you guys and, and not only on the body of work, but, you know, really what you guys have coming because I think uh, future is very bright for all of you. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate awesome. that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, and next time you're, whenever COVID ends, when you're in Boston, you know, you know, we're there, all of us, the whole, the whole oh. team's coming. <laughs> we'll get it. We, we, well, we were there in September, so we just, we were definitely coming back. Oh, oh, we have yeah, to. I, we I have to. saw that you guys were in Boston and that I missed it whenever. I mean, not that I knew you before this, but like, yeah, so you guys were in there. And I obviously, you know, didn't didn't get to see it. So which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, next time you're in Boston, whenever whenever that may be, you know, uh, you, you know, we're there because I, I definitely want to see you guys live. That would be that would be fantastic. So yeah, um, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> nice. uh, oh, of course. I uh, I got one more question before my my final is usually my my favorite one and usually artists favorite one. I, I quickly want to talk about the New Jersey music scene because like you said we are a music podcast obviously. Uh, we really focused a lot on hip hop and I actually one of my uh, my business partners uh, shout out Zafir he was the one that really pushed me to get outside hip hop and and because I am a fan of a lot of different kinds of music but the only artists I really knew, it was like, it was kind of this trickle down effect where it's like, I, I, I knew a few hip hop artists, they knew hip hop artists. And then I just kind of naturally was having hip hop artists on here. And then I realized that this was going to crash and burn potentially if I just kept it to hip hop or it was going to be so niche that I couldn't push it out. So I really wanted to get, I've, lately I've been getting a lot more just different genres and it's really opened my palette up and it's been really amazing. And, and, and just understanding the Boston and really the Massachusetts music scene as a whole, it's just been, it's been so fun to navigate. And I just encourage anyone out there, whether you're from New Jersey or Massachusetts, wherever you're at, just figure out who your local artists are, your local bands and support them. My question, my big question, and I'm just curious from, from a fan's perspective, you know, what's, what's happening in the New Jersey music scene? Obviously you guys, you guys are obviously incredible, but what's, what else is going on? Who else do you guys know of? Like, you know, what bands should you put on to our listeners? You know, who, who from the Boston uh, music, music scene should, you know, should, who should you be listening to from New Jersey? You know, uh, I guess we'll start with, uh, maybe start with Brian and then go down the line. Um, okay. I'm going to save rock for the other guys. Um, but you did bring up hip hop and uh, New Jersey has an incredible underground hip hop scene. Um, Asbury Park, uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, just all around statewide, hip hop is incredible right now. A um, couple of artists, if you don't mind, Shill Smith uh, is his name and I think he's great stage name, he's phenomenal. Um, there's a, a, my favorite is Heather Hills. Uh, she's a trans rapper from Asbury Park, phenomenal stuff. Well, I'm from, they're from South Jersey. So that's where most of the stuff happens, uh, music-wise. Like when it's like 
as far as venues go, the, like, you know, great <laughs> venues are down there. North Jersey's a little bit more club oriented, if I should say. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been involved down there for quite some time now for, because just, just the morning, just being in Morningside Lane. So, um, the venues like you practice, like Asbury Park is the, one of the places to be along with the, you know, Red Bank. And, uh, it's just been a very, um, it's a, it's a very embracing scene, which I, which I really appreciate. And, um, yeah, you couldn't ask for anything more because, you know, I'm so malnourished for me because I'm like from North Jersey. So, you know, thank God for it. You know, Jersey, Jersey music is very much like Jersey anything. Anywhere you go in Jersey is going to be something completely different. You know, like yeah. no matter where you go in Jersey, it's going to there's it's like a it's like a different, literally different state in every part of Jersey. And, you know, down the shore, you got a lot of the rock scene, the indie rock scene the south you know you start you still have that indie rock but maybe a little bit more um of like the bluesy stuff and then toward like how mark was saying more like club hip-hop you know as you go a little bit more north um but th there's a great scene i mean there's a great scene in asbury there's a lot of great local bands in asbury um that we that we build connections with and um we've played there a lot we love playing at the wonder bar in asbury um you know, one of our good friends, uh, Rory Delasno, he's a great artist in around the Asbury scene. He just he just released a uh, uh, some music uh, a couple weeks ago, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a great scene, and we kind of pride ourselves on making connections of with the local artists. That's what you got to do, man. You got to support those local artists because without you know the fans, without you know having that support, you know we can't release music, we can't put on live streams, we can't put on shows. And, and we, we really appreciate everything that the support that we've gotten so far. Yeah. And another thing is that we're, we're pretty close. I'm very close to New York. I'm very, very close to venues in New York. I mean, I'm five minutes from the GW bridge. So we have that, we have that area in our lane in New York as well. So that's a, we like to go back and forth as far and as, traveling to yeah absolutely no i love it so you know frank like i said you you know I, i've been i'm kind of preach that almost every episode we do i feel like at this point it's like yeah supporting your local artists it's it's just it's like supporting any local business guys it's like yeah. you have to you have to you know support them or else you know it's it's really they'll they'll, they'll disappear and they'll go away and, and we don't we don't want that and and, and it, again if, if you are somebody that is not listening and keeping your ear to the scene of whatever city state you're in, I really highly encourage you to do so because I, I I'm telling you like this podcast would not be where it is. Had I, had I personally not done that. And it was something that I've, I've been a Massachusetts guy my whole life. And, you know, I've always kind of kept to like the very few Massachusetts artists that like really made it big. We'll call it right. That, and, and I never really agree myself in the scene. So I just, like I said, just encourage anybody, no matter where you are, whether it's New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, you know, Timbuktu, wherever you are, support your local, support your local scene. It's a community, so, man. It's a community. It's it is. Yeah. like when you, when you go out, you know, on normal non COVID times, but you know, you go out on a, on a Friday night to, to a, your favorite bar and there's a band playing like that's a local band, like most likely, right? Like that is, yeah. just, you just never, 
you, know, you never really think twice about it. But, you know, like I said, the, the support of and, and finding out who is in that local scene and, and what's going on in the scene, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's vitally important. It's just like any helping supporting any other business. So yeah. um, shout out to the everybody in the New Jersey, uh, New Jersey scene. I definitely want to, uh, you know, write down some of the names and maybe link them in the description too of uh, like, you know, who you guys said, because um, I, I personally want to check them out as well. So um, I'm definitely curious on that. How, what was it? Heather? Heather Brian? Hills. Yes. Yeah. Heather Hills. Yeah. She, that's definitely uh, intriguing to me for sure at this point. So, but anyway, so yeah, so that guys, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You're not done quite yet though. Okay. This okay. Is my, my last question here. This is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite one. I love doing this. Uh, it, for a while, uh, when we first started, started doing them over zoom and I, I kind of thought of this um it was it was kind of a, a surprising one now i just kind of throw it in. it's not really a surprise anymore since they're littered all over our instagram page but it's for fans of the show you already know what's coming this is the dream song scenario we have made it to this point and uh finally we have a different again this is a little bit going to be a little different of the way i'm gonna structure this because usually it's one person on here it's like a hip-hop artist or a pop artist or an r&b artist and they can kind of like you know the production's different so i'm going to do it a little a little bit differently with each of you guys so i'm going to go down the line okay and i'm you're going to name off either three artists or bands that you would like to it's like dream song so it can be dead or alive like i mean if you would want to uh bring back Jimi hendrix from the dead and like oh, work with that'd be great okay you'd be able to do that so literally oh, yeah. you can Three bands or artists that you specifically not it can be more just just Mark, Frank, uh, and and Brian. So um, obviously you guys love each other, so it's not no digs at each, you know. Of course, like oh, I'd rather, much rather go work with this guy, but you know, so <laughs> three artists or bands that you personally would love to work with if you could, dead or alive. Once again, it's the dream song scenario, people. You already know what time it is if you're a fan of us. So. Uh, Mark, you look ready to go for this question potentially. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh -huh. with so three bands or artists that if you could work with them, who would it be? Go. All right, I got recently. I've been really into uh, Nile Rodgers, and he he's uh he's from Chic, and he's like he's a crazy crazy songwriter man and producer. He uh he basically. Not he didn't like he co-produced uh, that punk random access memory so I mean come on uh, so that's him um, a curveball here Barry White Barry dude Barry White bro because I didn't know this like yeah I love him as like a singer and a songwriter but I did not know that he was like a conductor right that's what you call those guys with yeah. the orchestra yeah <laughs> dude I had to them like yo write me a symphony bro. And then, and then the third one. I mean, I gotta give it to um, I got I gotta give it to Springsteen, just uh, just to just just to sing somewhere with him, you know, at a, at a bar. That would be, you know, that would be the thing for me. I'm like, okay, I could die. I'm good. I love that. Three three yeah. good answers. All right. All so, right, Frankie, you got you got big shoes to fill here now. Three three artists that you would collaborate with, dead or alive, can be anybody, anywhere, dead or alive. Go. All right. One's going to have to be Michael Jackson. Wow. 1,000% going to have to be Michael. Um, two is going to have to be my all-time favorite band, Green Day. Um, like, 
1000% Billy Joe. Um, and three, I am really, really, ah, uh, God, three. Oh, no, I, I, I've been thinking about this since Mark's been talking. I honestly don't even know his three. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna say I, I I'm gonna have to I'm just gonna have to say it and I'm gonna have to go uh Freddie Mercury. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like one thousand percent. So Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, and Green Day. Love it. Great answer so far. Brian, your last. I mean, you gotta you gotta measure up to these guys as three. Those are some pretty good lists here. So the three <laughs> Oh, I've got him, and you're you're gonna show. This is the the full range of our influences. I, I wish Brandon was here because he is even like we're all so diverse. So, um, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Okay, definitely a massive Eagles fan. Um, I don't know if he would trust me uh, behind the kit, but James Brown, definitely Ooh. James Brown. Ooh. Yeah, Brian. And here's the curveball because this is from my favorite band of all time, Dennis DeYoung from Styx. And yes, I'm serious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. That was a crazy. <laughs> I like the yeah. James. You wouldn't have struck me as, uh, as a James Brown guy. I like that. Funk. Funk is where I first started drumming, and then rock came after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge funk guy as a, as a whole. I, mean, I, I like all music. The only music I, I haven't really, it's not, not true, because I have found, find, recently, finally found some, like, crossover metal that I can get into. Usually that was a, a genre I never was able to get into personally. But, no, I, dude, I, James Brown, that was, that was playing in my house all, all the damn time when I was growing I'm up. I'm a so. very big fan. Very, very big fan of James Brown, man. Yeah, so that's, I should have said that. Damn. <laughs> hey, well. Somebody did, so that's our. I'm that's glad somebody brought it up. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Now you, those are th three really solid list guys. They all, they all measured up. Don't worry, Brian. You definitely. I was just kind of messing with you. you. Yours definitely measured up to the other guys for sure. So all, all three lists were excellent. And uh, yeah, that's the dream song scenario, everybody. So and uh, obviously, hey, if uh, maybe, maybe maybe someday, who knows? Maybe collaborate some with some of these guys. That would be would it be <laughs> it would be a dream, right? That's that's yeah. the goal. I have a less than 33% chance. Hey, that's still a chance, man. All right. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I could only, I could only hope to get some of these, some of those uh, artists on this uh, that are alive still, of course, uh, on this, on this podcast. So that's the, uh, that's the goal there. So yeah, guys, you guys were amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Once again, Morningside Lane, everybody. Make sure you guys follow these guys. Uh, Instagram's at Morningside Lane, correct? With a, uh, is there an underscore in there? Am I, am I making that up? Oh, uh, Instagram is Morningside Lane NJ. NJ, right? Morningside Lane NJ. So make sure you guys follow it. Ooh, they got uh, they got lighters as well as you guys can see. <laughs> I guess go go. Ooh, there you go. Uh, Love it. And before we go, hold on, watch this. Uh, you was I'm a I'm part of a fan club, guys. No way. Dude, yeah, I found this. <laughs> Dude, I found this in a, in, a, in a box in my garage, bro. And, yo, they spelled my name wrong. Yo, I was like five um, years old, and they spelled my name wrong. And I'm so glad I didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to throw I don't know why, because I saw this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I found this today. All right. That's amazing. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. currently I'm currently speechless. This this took a turn. Yeah, a little. I wanted to turn it a little bit, but we're back on. We're back in the lane. <laughs> 
Mark, I'm trying to end, end the podcast, and you're out here talking about Power Rangers. I mean, Are come on, like, sorry. don't get me going. Don't get me going. <laughs> I, <laughs> growing up, let's just dude. let's just not, let's keep that a thousand. Oh, <laughs> I, dude, Jason, all the way, Kim, Kimberly, man. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, dude, dude, you Kimberly. don't. Nobody understands the pain. You know, like nobody understands the pain, bro. <laughs> he does, <No>. right? <laughs> That yo, that movie they made with the I can't I can't I think it was just I think it was just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but with yeah. the Mr. Ooze or whatever the hell his name was, the, the guy that just oozed like I was that guy like haunted my nightmares for like I was like, young when I kid. I'm a I'm a little younger than you guys. I'm like I'm 20, uh, 26, so but oh, I yeah. definitely but yeah, no, I that's I grew up on that shit, man. That's 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 some good stuff. It's Dude, uh solid, solid Dude, it's Morphin. on Netflix. You know that, right? Every well, I might have I have to Every watch that episode is on Netflix. I, I'm like, how's whoa? And I watched it and it was crazy. What I was like, yo, I used to go crazy over the show. Well, yeah. we're talking about Power Rangers a lot. All right. I told you, I told you we're gonna go on this rabbit hole, Mark. See what you did. See what you did. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Power Rangers, everybody. No, I'm okay. Morning, morning side lane, everybody. This is uh this is a great podcast. So, so excited for you guys. And uh, yeah, so good luck with everything you guys got coming your way guys make sure you guys go check out those live streams follow them follow them on instagram link of course is in the description stream these are our years that's in the description and of course if you're a fan of morningside lane coming on to us for the first time please follow us at turntable teachers on instagram check out our website www.turntableteachers.com we got a bunch of blogs up there uh we got merchandise we got a bunch of different podcast episodes all over there for you guys so make sure to check that out once again, thank you guys so much for being here. Truly was a great episode. And uh, going forward, and we'll, uh, we'll all, of course, stay in touch. And, and when you come to Boston, we're, we're there. Oh, so. definitely, bro. Thank you, Mike. Thanks again, Mike. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks, man. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Uh, so I'm Mike. This is Morningside Lane with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,